Hello again, everyone. This is Peter Sachuk, your career development and training manager, coming at you live with another episode of The Coach's Corner. This one focuses on getting things done. But before we get into that, I just wanted to provide a quick reminder that if you have yet to complete your open enrollment and still need a refresher on what's changed for the calendar year, you can find that course inside of UHY University just by searching open enrollment. You'll probably also see it still in your My Courses and Learning Plans. So feel free to reference that information if you're still up in the air on a couple decisions so you can finalize your open enrollment. Now let's get into today's topic, getting things done. This principle comes from a book that was written by David Allen, and he sat down for an interview, not entirely on getting things done, but just some skills for improved productivity. But he references a lot of the getting things done methodology, if many of you have read it or are curious about reading that book. He he delves a lot into it in this episode. But for this episode of the podcast, we'll focus on three of the major outcomes that I took away from it, which are the ability to simplify tasks, manage the actions we have to take, and how we can maintain our work-life balance. If you're interested in checking out the course, I have placed it in the Coach Recommends catalog on UHY University. It's about 35 minutes long, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm sure you will too. The first part of David Allen's talk was about simplifying tasks. And in this part, he introduces his getting things done model without going through the full process of it, but essentially introduces it by saying, you know, most people equate productivity with busyness, when in fact, it's about achieving the results or the experience that you want. We had talked about this in a couple episodes back about the hyperactive hive mind where We could be responding to emails, responding to instant messages, phone calls, you name it, and give off the appearance that we're busy. But really what's happening is those minute tasks are taking away from the bigger projects or ambitions we have. So that is a false sense of busyness, which David Allen addresses right off the bat here. Another example he gives, your goal is to go on a vacation and you want to relax on this vacation. Perhaps you leave your phone at home, or perhaps you put things on Do Not Disturb, so you're obviously not disturbed. But before you go on your vacation, you're hit with just some groundbreaking news that takes away your focus from your vacation. So all you can think about on your vacation is that singular thing that happened that you're dreading responding to, or you have to come up with a plan of or, or a response. That's going to take away from your goal of having a relaxing vacation. So The way David Allen argues, you really didn't accomplish your goal, so you really did not relax on that vacation. So you really didn't get anything done personally on that vacation. What getting things done really means is being appropriately engaged with all aspects of your life. This is your work. This is your personal life. This is your friendships. These are the children or pets that you have in your life that you have to take care of. Just being engaged in all of those elements and not putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. It also means being present with whatever you're doing, but this requires you to be comfortable with what you're not doing. So being appropriately engaged, you understand the next steps or things you have to do in your personal life, your professional life, your familial life, whatever it is. When you're in one mode, let's say it's the work mode, your professional life, you have to be able to be present in the moment, but also realize that, hey, I have these other responsibilities I have to take care of. I'm comfortable not doing them now, 
but I, and then as long as I know what I have to do once I can re-engage with them, I'm in a good spot. David Allen also talks about how our brains or our heads are not reliable places of information where we can readily understand what's the next priority, what's the next thing I have to do. Our brain just isn't built that way. It takes in information, but it can't prioritize. So what we need to do is almost create an external brain, if you will, which are to-do lists, which are tasks lists, whatever you call them. Having all of that information outside of your head and accessible in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a virtual method like your phone, a physical method like a pen and paper, this allows you to make more conscious decisions about what you need to do. Now, how do you go about getting things done? Well, David Allen introduces his five-step plan while recognizing that these steps were not made up. This is how you get your kitchen, your business, your inbox, etc., under control if things tend to be in chaos, which many of our lives are, myself included. The first step of this five-step plan is to capture. And what that means is to recognize what's not on cruise control. In other words, what has my attention? Here's a real-life example. This morning when I woke up to feed the dogs breakfast, I realized that both of their food containers were getting dangerously low. So now this has my direct attention because normally I come in, I just feed them food. I don't think about it because I know it's there. But now I'm realizing, hey, something's changed. We're getting low on dog food. So now this has my attention. Which brings us into the next step, which is to clarify. What do those things mean to me? Is this good? Is this bad? Do I need it later? In the dog food example, I'm recognizing that, hey, if my dogs don't have food, they're going to go hungry, which is a bad thing. This is obviously something that I need to do right now or in the short-term future. Then I need to organize, and what this means is to put it in the necessary bucket of where things go. So for example, this dog food is an example of something I have to do in my personal life. So I need to categorize it and say, okay, this is something that needs to get done in the short-term future, and it will impact my personal life, my dog's health. What I need to do then is reflect. Once I've captured a whole litany of things from all these different variables or inputs, work life, personal life, professional life, whatever, I need to review the inventory and see, okay, when, does, when do things need to happen for me to be in control? So the dog food example, that needs to be done in the short-term future. Can't obviously do it until business hours open for certain places. But if I've got work email or projects, I, I've also bucketed into, into appropriate categories. I can say, okay, I'm going to dedicate three hours of time today to this. I'm going to dedicate three hours of time tomorrow, etc. You get the picture. And then the last step is to engage. And this just means simply do. Simply taking all those things that you've captured, clarified what it means, organize it in the appropriate bucket, reflect when you have time to do things, and then just going and do it. Sounds simple, right? Sounds like something we can actively do. But in reality, we don't do it. What we do do, and I'm paraphrasing what David Allen said, is we engage from a place of hope out of stress and knee-jerking. We've just got things flowing at us constantly. We don't know how to respond to them. We're trying to keep everything in our head before it gets down on paper. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to move on to this. Oh, I need to work on that. As opposed to conscious, trusted, and confident choices when we follow this five-step plan. The next part that David Allen talks about is just getting clarity, increasing your focus. And as I alluded to earlier, is that our brains are not an ideal place for holding stuff. It's a great place to have ideas such as like, oh, we should go to this place for dinner or, oh, we should execute this strategy on this audit. But it's not a great place to hold on to information and try and make judgment calls as to what we need to do next. 
So he suggests, and I alluded to this as well, is that to gain clarity, we need to stop using our head as our office. It's not a good one because when we take in things, we don't know how to prioritize. We don't know how to align things to certain buckets. We just see it all as a blast of information. We don't know what to do with it. Once you understand that your brain is not a great place of information and we need to get that information elsewhere, you can really start to build what he calls your quote-unquote external brain. This allows you to make much better decisions with the things that are just coming at you in real time. Another interesting thing that David Allen said with this is that there are really no interruptions, but rather there are only mismanaged inputs. And he goes on to elaborate and says, you'll feel stressed if you haven't managed your backlog of items. So you've got all these things you need to do, but then all these new things come up in your head, new, th new projects, new tasks, new items, etc. If you haven't completed the things that are in your backlog or things that are taking attention away from what you're trying to engage with, you'll definitely feel stressed because things are mismanaged. Now, how do you get clarity from all that chaos of things that are coming at you? Well, you need to handle things like, I need to pick up dog food with as much integrity as you do such as I need to find a hobby or I need a new strategic plan. It means being equally rigorous about what those things are. And if something pops into your head twice, it means you're inappropriately engaged with it. It means you haven't taken the time to say, oh, I need to execute or do something with this. You don't stop your brain from taking in information, but rather you stop your brain by defining what those things are and parking appropriate triggers and reminders in the right place. It gets to let go. Our brains work overdrive on a 24-hour basis. We're constantly taking in things. We're deciding what, what we need to do with them. But if we don't have a way to get all of that out, we're just overloading it. It's almost like you're driving down a road and all of a sudden you need to pass a car. So you imagine flooring it to get around this car. Imagine that's your brain if you don't take the time to decompress and put things in the appropriate bucket and devote the right amount of time to them. Now, how do we manage all of these things that we've categorized in the appropriate area and said, okay, these are the things I need to do. David Allen talks about this idea of an ever-expanding to-do list. And we have a lot of loose ends, but he argues that those loose ends are not a source of stress. It's simply how we're managing our time to complete those loose ends. He also says that most people have about 150 to 200 next steps or loose ends in all aspects of their life. So again, your work, your personal, familial, et cetera. There's always a lot to do, but that's really not the issue. How appropriately are you engaged with all of it? And you are you okay with not being engaged with it right now? He gets into this idea of vertical and horizontal action management, which is the way you can take all those loose ends and figure out, okay, what needs to be prioritized right now? Horizontal management means that these are the things that occur in your life in a 24-hour period. A busy person interacts with many different things in the span of about five minutes. And if it's all mismanaged, you'll need relief. So what this means is placing things where they go versus doing it all at once. So if you think back to that capture phase or the organize and capture, you're taking all these things in and said, okay, this is for work. This is for personal. This is for family, etc." He uses this idea of a martial artist fighting for people. If you think about it, they're never really fighting four people at once, but rather they're quickly refocusing once they defeat the first opponent. They move on to the next, the next, so on and so forth. That's the same principle that applies when it comes to horizontal action management. We're focusing on one thing, then quickly 
refocusing to the other thing to make sure that gets done. Vertical management is this other part of the concept that David Allen talks about. And really what happens is there are six horizons, he calls them. And that's how we can sort of stack those projects, those tasks, et cetera, and figure out what to do with them. The first horizon are those actions, what we need to do. It could be as simple as, for me, buying dog food. The next horizon are those projects or things that you need to finish. When it comes to work, for example, I have the Coach's Corner where I have a litany of things to do I need for each episode in order for it to be complete. So that would be considered a project, would be one of those episodes. The next horizon above that are the areas of interest. And these are things like health and vitality. These are things like fun, aspects of your job, etc. In other words, it's your personal organization chart. Directly above that horizon, you have goals and objectives. What are you committed to finishing in the next year, two years, etc.? Above that, you have your vision. Where are you going lifestyle-wise? To what are you aspiring? And then you have at the top of this horizon, your purpose. What's your purpose as a human being? And if you think about it, we're managing our actions horizontally. We're categorizing them to appropriate buckets. But all of these things should really be connected. And we'll get into it a little bit down the road here. But always start at the top and kind of work your way down if you're wondering, hey, what's the next thing I need to focus on? Or what's the next loose end I need to tie up? so I can focus on other things. As I alluded to, now we're moving into the part of, okay, how do you make those big decisions once you've decided that, okay, here are my horizons, here's my purpose, my vision, my goals, my projects, my actions. What do you do? How do you complete that next step? Well, really, it's as simple as going down that those horizons and figuring out, okay, what do I need to do next? David Allen stresses that purpose is your priority. And again, purpose is, what's your purpose as a human being? What do you believe you were put on this earth to do? Now, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't write that email because it doesn't align with your purpose of being a well-educated individual. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that email helping you accomplish that purpose right up at the top? If it isn't, maybe that's not the thing you work on right now, but maybe you come back to it later. Next, you go on down the line. What is your vision to fulfilling that purpose? How are you going to achieve that higher meaning? Or how are you going to achieve that higher thing you're striving for? And you keep on going through the levels. How do your visions influence your goals and objectives? How do your goals and objectives influence the areas of interest that you've identified? How do those areas of interest influence the projects you're working on? And then how do all of those things tied together influence the actions that you're going to take now? David Allen stresses that it's not as simple as A, B, or C, or a high, medium, or low, like you would see in project management, but rather what are the things that will help me align all of these horizons to make sure I'm striving towards the right thing? Now, David Allen gets into the part of, okay, how do you, exactly do you get things done? Well, the first thing he says is make sure you have the right capture tools wherever you are. This could be some sort of physical or virtual notepad, just something that you have to capture the thoughts that occur in your head. And it's worth noting that this should be emptied out quickly. So for example, you have the notes app on your phone or whatever you use. That could be a place to store all of the things that come into you on a daily basis or things that you're doing. What you can do is just store them all on a note for the day. Then when you get home, you could figure out, okay, are those things good or bad? What do I need to do with them? You could organize them into the appropriate buckets and then reflect if there's anything you missed throughout the day that needs to be added on to those things. Then you can delete the note. 
it takes about 30 seconds to really get value out of this because you're taking in all this information, you're putting it in appropriate buckets, and now you're doing something with it. It's out of your head so you can take in more information. And I alluded to this in the, okay, how do you align those horizons to make sure you're working on the right things? It is all about prioritization. Which one of these things will give me the highest payoff? Which horizon are you talking about paying off? And then looking at the projects I have, which one will relieve the most pressure? Those are three key questions that David Allen suggests you ask yourself to better help yourself prioritize. Finally, David Allen wraps up with talking about maintaining a work-life balance. And he introduces a couple of key getting things done processes to help. It's the first are lists. Don't be embarrassed of making a list and having a piece of paper or a notebook with you. For those who think, oh, that's so old school or, oh, that's you're so behind the times. What that what those statements really show is that you're showing your own immaturity on how your brain works. For example, you could have lists that say here are projects, here are the next actions, and here are things I'm waiting for on those next actions and projects. That way you've got it categorized somewhere. You're like, okay, here's a clear vision of what's going on. And then the other thing he stresses that is that we really need to give permission equally to other aspects of our life rather than professional, because as many of you will attest, and myself included, we often give too much focus to our professional life while letting our personal lives struggle. So through the getting things done method, if we apply this universally, we'll have a better idea of all the things that we need to do in all aspects of our life, and we'll be able to take in information, quickly do something with it, and continuously take in more and keep everything in balance. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Coach's Corner. We hope you enjoyed learning more about getting things done and can take away some skills to improve your own productivity. Again, one final reminder about open enrollment. If you have yet to make your final declarations, you can check out some of the training material we have available inside UHY University so you can make those determinations before it closes on November 22nd. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, we hope you turn in for next week's episode, which is going to be all about expressing gratitude, which I cannot thank you enough for listening to this episode, taking some time out of your day to lend an ear and develop some skills that will help you in your everyday life at UHY. This has been Peter Sachuk, and you've been listening to The Coach's Corner.